0: Welcome to Awakening Matters. I am your host, Cynthia Sloan. Thank you for joining me tonight. I am so full of light and love and gratitude that we gather at this sacred space and we get to share and also communicate on a consciousness level about what we are experiencing as well as sharing with you briefly a little bit about myself. So for those who are just tuning in, I was contacted by spirit when I was five years old, and uh, it was the first time I visually saw a being, and from that moment on, I was able to see the aura and feel the aura around everything. I was able to moving forward, see my spirit guides, and then they started communicating with me, and I started to hear them audibly and see them visually, and it was such a massive contrast as a child in my life to be experiencing such darkness growing up in a very dysfunctional and abusive family to then the contrast of so much light, and of course, I leaned into the light because I felt such pure love there and my spirit guides quickly and swiftly began to use this world, not just my family of nature, but this world as a classroom and helped me to understand everything from auras to everything I do now. Communicate with spirit guides, loved ones on the other side Healings, listen to uh, the consciousness of the cellular body, tuning into the hall of records and soul contracts, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So, I have been very blessed to have a journey from five years old on that this experience that we are all having in this world is an experience that is not without its trauma, most certainly, but always an everlasting and never-ending presence of spirit guides, which is your intuition, the thoughts that come through your mind that inspire you or give you an idea that would bring happiness to you, as well as giving you clarity about something that is troubling you or you feel stuck in. So I would say to you that if you are tuning in tonight and you are coming to this moment in your life where you are having experiences of not feeling met or seen or heard tonight, right now, you are being seen and heard because together we are as one. Whether you are on this, this show, and I will be taking calls later or whether just in life. Know that for every one person that does not see you, hear you, rejects you, um, does is negative towards you, that there are three or more spirit guides who are serving their higher purpose by aligning with you and helping you to make it to the next day. Why? Because there are so many gifts that are not, just human based, but mother nature, the animal kingdom, the sky, everything from a blade of grass coming forth in spring that want to be seen by you. So is it worth you sticking around to just see that blade of grass? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So I'm going to share with you how, how I've come to know this in my life. So intricately, and so deep that it overrides and has, since I was a child, all the negative experiences in my life. I keep coming back to love. And I don't mean just human love. I mean a love that is present in the form and matter of every form that matters and every form here on this earth matters, and that when you start feeling that you are being seen and that you are being helped by what is unseen, you'll start paying attention to a language that if your mind can't tune into it just yet, your entire being can, will, and does. And so there's a reason that when you take a walk, you feel better. It's not just because you moved your limbs. Certainly, that has a lot to do with it. But it's every plant that you look at and Mother Earth herself joining you in the love that is unseen by you. But the reason you feel better after is because you have allowed yourself to be loved by the environment, by taking notice of something on that pathway So allowing yourself to be loved is not something somebody else can give you or take away. Allowing yourself to be loved is allowing yourself to receive, whether you're on a walk, whether you're staring at a beautiful color that makes you happy, whatever it is, if it brings you joy and well-being, that is allowing yourself to be loved. And just remember that the little corner of your world, whether it is intact or it is not, and I can tell you for sure, if your little corner of your world is not intact, then you have triple the amount of guides serving their higher power, their soul contract, their purpose and meaning out of body by assisting you. So I hope that you will... Make that your own in your own way that makes sense to you. Allow yourself to contemplate and more so to go from the mind to your feeling body to feel the opportunity of being loved by something unseen, Mother Nature or uh, memory or uh, an animal. Allow yourself to feel that. And even if you're feeling bad, give yourself a moment to feel the love that is present. I would not be alive and present on this earth had I not experienced the knowing over and over again that what is unseen is in greater numbers on this earth, is present in a massive capacity, and it comes from love. It is sustained by love, and it remains. Meaning the atmosphere, Mother Nature and all that is, remains as it is, based in a vibration, electromagnetic field, in sacred geometry, because of love, an energy of love, a frequency of love. And I understood that, thankfully, at a very young age, and as I moved through my life and experienced Many other experiences, I always return to love, and that's loving myself, because you cannot love another fully or in the way that you desire to be loved if you cannot meet yourself at a place of appreciation. I don't care if it's your fingernail you appreciate, the tip of your hair, or the fact that you can walk. Appreciation equals love. So start appreciating yourself. And know that I'm going to share with you a story right now, and I will be, like I said, taking calls later, um, about one experience I'll be sending so, and sharing rather, so and sending out into the universe, sharing so many stories from my life that have validated a greater truth than what humanity is comfortable, able to, or even desires to hold for themselves, and they don't have to. I've been called every name in the book, and that is okay. It wasn't okay when it happened, but it's okay now, because after all, I am human as well. And I will tell you that returning to a place of self-love creates compassion for yourself You forgive yourself for reacting or acting in ways that you wish you hadn't or that you you wish you had walked away sooner. Um, And you also, in the long run, forgive everybody else involved. Um, So you're no longer limited or held hostage by your past. But I want to share with you that throughout this, Uh, time that we share together, a very sacred time, I will be sharing with you the stories that have made me who I am, that have informed me, that have um, spoken to me of my truth, that have anchored me and held me when I was on my knees. And that was not by what was seen. It was by what was unseen. It was a love greater, stronger, and more present for me in times when I couldn't be for myself, when I was completely confused and my brain was scrambled and my heart was shattered, that just this pure love was enough to say, breathe. That's what I offer to you. I say, just breathe. But I'm also going to share with you experiences that well, I don't know how many times I've said that. I think we've all got it. I might as well go into it now. So the validation of my life, nobody else, just my life with me, one of those experiences. And if I've lived it, it is my truth and I resonate with it. And it doesn't, it cannot be taken away by anyone else. So um at a very young age, um let's see, I think I was about seven, eight, um, there was an actress on the television. And uh, my mother called me over and said, look, this is somebody that's an actress, et cetera. And I remember just looking at her and just, again, I was very young, feeling something. And what I know now is my electrical body aligning to this person. But then I went off to do my thing. And so now we're going to fast forward uh, into my teens. And I would often receive information from my spirit council just out of left field. I didn't really have, some people have a feeling or they see an aura or they see a light or they feel um, called to go stand in an area of a room. I didn't. I would just receive a vision or even hear because I could hear my guides audibly and see them, still can. And so I would hear them often give me messages. And on this particular day, my birthday was coming up, not that exact day, but it was coming up in the future. And they said, on your birthday, you will be at this actress's house having lunch with her. And I said, okay. There wasn't a massive excitement or even a desire to share that with anybody. It was just factual as often, almost always with my spirit guides or with spirit, what was shared to me, with me and to me was sexual, factual. And so it felt light and it felt right. And so I got in my car and I was guided by this intuitive and inner language to drive to this particular area and to seek out this person's home, I guess. And so... Every day for about a week, I would drive to this area and I would uh, I would tune into this feeling, this electrical feeling that I had when I lined with this person. Um, and so I would feel it at different degrees. So the day came, birthday. I got up early and truthfully, when I tell you who this, well, I, I did tell you in the last show, but when I tell you who this actress is, you'll understand that in the the scope of my life experience, this individual happened to be producing and making available really incredibly um, important information and very much needed about metaphysics, spirituality, about guides, about light, about questions with humanity, with ourselves, etc. cetera, and I was reading everything and um, not understanding it all, but understanding it, feeling it, but not always understanding it um, on a level of, let's say, consciousness. So I thought I had found this person's home. So the day comes, I get up, and I'm a teenager, I get dressed, and um, I thought, I want to celebrate this person on the day of my birthday because they have been such a pivotal presence in my life um, through knowledge and information. Now, remember, I'm a teenager, so I didn't necessarily talk like that, which there's nothing wrong with talking like that if you're a teenager, but um, that's how I'm explaining it now. So I get in the car, I stop and I buy, uh, I think it was a dozen roses and in gratitude, and I drive to this area and I'm, you know, enjoying myself and I get to this person's house and I get out of the car and I knock on the door And this woman opens the door and I say, hi, I'm here to see so and so. And the woman says, I'm sorry you have the wrong house. Can you imagine? (laughs) Can you imagine? I looked at her like, no, I'm sorry, you're living in the wrong house because my guides, (laughs) my guides know, my guides know things. And so I got back in the car and I thought, oh my gosh, what the heck? And so I was absolutely very upset and more upset being a teenager that my mother said, you know, this is never going to happen. And I didn't want her to be right. And so um, I remember thinking, well, never mind. I'm just going to go home and give the flowers to my mother. And this voice inside me was so strong, so palpable, like this being was sitting in the car with me and said, So soft, the softest voice like a feather, but with the warmth that enveloped my entire being and said, this person knows you're coming. They're waiting for you and you are literally so close to them. Please try it one more time. And so I remember grabbing the steering wheel and if I could have driven with my eyes closed, I would have because that feeling was so strong in that moment. The vibration, the frequency, the guidance was so strong in that moment. And so I said, okay, I'll try one more time. And so I literally would drive a little with my eyes closed, then open them. (laughs) I do not recommend this on any level at any time to anyone. Again, I'm just sharing my experience a long time ago. So I would close my eyes drive a little, and then open my eyes, because I felt like my mind was getting in the way of what my soul and my heart knew, and so finally, I get to this area, and I pull in, and that feeling that I had in my solar plexus, which is like your gut, it just spread throughout my entire body, and that was very different than the first house, and so I knew that something was absolutely in alignment. So I looked over at the dozen roses I had purchased, and they were all browning on the edges. And at this point, my little teenage self thought, let's just get this over with. Um, I was no longer in this magical state of being. I was more in a, "Let's let's get it done. So I walked up to this apartment building. And there was a beautiful um, door in the center of, or a fence, a gate. And um, it was just so beautifully, um, how would you say, it was like an Asian, beautifully crafted. And so I thought, oh, well, there's a gate here. Well, I touched the gate and it opened. So I walked into a courtyard and there was a a waterfall in the courtyard, or a water feature, rather, in the courtyard. And that feeling just was, like, all over. I was tingling. I was probably lit up. If it was at night, um, I probably would have looked like a light bulb. So <laughs> I looked around, and it was it was um, there were two stories. So there were these apartment buildings on the bottom, I mean, doors on the bottom and on the top. And I thought, oh, great. Now I have to go knock on every door. I'm not going to do that. So I closed my eyes and I internally asked with my inside voice, show me what number it is. So they showed me a number. And so I started walking up the steps and I knocked on the door. And when the door opened, this person was the assistant to this actress. She said, can I help you? And I said, yes, my name is Cynthia and I'm here to see so-and-so. And she said, come on in. And so I walked Straight in and standing about four feet away from me was Shirley McLean. And I remember looking at her and she was looking back at me and she said, I knew that I was supposed to get up this morning and get ready. I, she had another appointment coming, but I knew something, somebody was coming and that someone was you. And so I handed her the roses that were needing care. And um, so today is my birthday and I was told by my guides to come here. And so I did indeed sit with her and on my birthday and we talked and talked and talked. And then um, I had fulfilled not only what my spirit council had guided me to do, but I actually appreciate that I wasn't able to find it on the first go because that was my humanity. You're never going to be able to shake your humanity and just be in your spirituality. If if you're trying to be just spiritual and not be affected by this dimension, then this dimension is going to affect you greater. You want to know that you want to love your humanity, but you also want to know that there will be times where your humanity has to make a choice. And when I made a choice to seek out for a second time this uh extraordinary being's place that I was then aligning my humanity with my spirituality with my senses and there was like a combined effort and belief and so um that was a wonderful day. I thanked her so very much and um we are we have stayed in contact To this day, Um, I've had many more adventures with her, and I loved them all. So my point of my story, yes, I did go home and tell my mother it happened. The the sad part for her is, for all of them in my family, they didn't believe me. They did not believe me. But on a side note, which I have to just mention, (laughs) my humanity does. So on a side note, n- nobody in my family believed that I even knew her, uh, let alone stayed with her, et cetera. And uh, one time I flew into town and I was staying with her and um, my sister, who I was going to go visit, um, said, well, why don't you come? Uh, she didn't know where I was staying, but she didn't believe me. And so she said, why don't you come? Well, well Shirley turned the corner and she said, why don't you have her come get you? And I said, really? And she said, yeah. And I said, okay. And so I told my sister to come get me at a certain location. And she said, and when she arrived, she says, let me open the door. So I was like, right on. <laughs> my humanity was. And so my twin arrived, knocks on the door, and she opens it. And you should have seen my um she was my twin, my sister's face. She was like, I mean, her mouth dropped open and she just didn't say anything, even all the way home to her house. So my point being that, um, several points to be made here. One is, listen to your intuition. And if you if you have a dream, if you have a goal, not that this was my dream, it was a wonderful experience, but I'm speaking to you now. If you have a dream, if you have a goal, if you have a desire, trust it, believe in it. If it lets you down or you believe that it lets you down or you believe you've let it down, pick it up again, try it again, or take a break from it and then try it again. There is a reason that this, desire within you exists and it exists because your intuition your spirit guides and your soul purpose your hall of records etc has for you maybe a different view than you have of yourself and possibly the opportunity for you to experience yourself through their eyes and also fall madly and deeply into love with yourself in a way that you've never experienced by humanity. I'm here to tell you that I did not experience human love for most of my life. I experienced quite the opposite. But I had this spiritual love, this love of feeling recognized by the consciousness of plants, of all the living, breathing beings that surround us everywhere that know and have not forgotten their reason for being and are constantly around you to remind you that you have a reason and a purpose. And so if you're sitting there going, well, you were lucky because you had a connection to spirit and I don't, I say to you, look to the sky and talk to it. Look to the earth and speak to her. Look to the ocean and speak to her. You have to participate in your own language. If you're waiting for someone to come in and pick you up and deliver you to the door of what your greatest dream is. Wouldn't that be great? That is something that happens, actually, to people. However, if you don't acknowledge that you exist in your life, how can even the universe or your spirit guides find you on the map of your life to pick you up and deliver you to the door of your dream? Start saying to yourself, I matter. I exist. I want the following. You are worthy just by breathing. You matter and you are enough just by being. Why do I know this? Because every single day of my human life, I was told that I was not worthy, didn't matter, would never be loved, would never be liked, and shouldn't have been born, and many things beyond that. While that human Um, dialogue was going on every day, several times an hour. So it was almost like a training going on in my brain. This inner voice spoke louder. And when I say to you that when I looked at a plant or when I looked at all the things I've invited you to look at, I felt something different. I felt something stronger, and I felt that I was a part of it. And I now know that I am. And I am telling you, I'm living proof. I have been knocked down and I have reemerged and I have stood up over and over like the great Maya Angelou. And still I rise. And so I say to you, if you are suffering, if you are in grief, if you feel unheard, if you feel lost. I need you to know I felt all those things as well, and I felt them sometimes even while seeing and hearing spirit. There was such a sadness with humanity, the humanity around me, the humanity beyond me. I felt sadness for them because there was so much anger and So much fear, fear first, which then creates anger. And so I'm living proof to you in many experiences that if I hadn't lived them, I wouldn't be talking to you about them. I have read and I have heard many beings, but for me to claim it as my truth, I had to experience it. And I will say to you that make it your own. If you read something and you feel it and inspires you, it's because it's calling to you. If you feel a desire and it is a positive one, because guess what? I learned very, very, very late in life that I was here, that I was meant to be here in body. And most recently, actually, I've come to realize this to have fun and have a good time, to let go and to release and to be the grandest and greatest version of myself. And as I walk through humanity, I can feel, see, sense, and experience others who feel they are not worthy, who they've been told by others in their life, those who, who were meant to care about them, care for them, be there for them, that they didn't matter or if it was an even bigger travesty and they lost everything and everyone they loved so much that if you're still standing and you're still breathing, it's because a power greater than the people who wanted you to fail and that power is love is there within you and around you and holding you up and so i say to you that my experiences which i will share many more some human some about my spirituality etc um are there because i lived them as an actual truth and i am now grateful for the times where i thought i would not make it because now i understand why i did and that is part of maybe your struggle is the awakening. This show is called awakening matters for a reason. All matters are important and most matters are about awakening, but also all matter that exists on this plane of demonstration, the earth plane is awakened. And that's a whole other show that, which I will be addressing how, the consciousness of Mother Earth, the consciousness of all matter, how it communicates with itself and each other. I want to pause here and invite everyone to, um, if they're enjoying this, to look into my website. It's Cynthia, C-Y-N-T-H-I-A, Sloan, S-L-O-N, the actual number nine, not the spelling, dot com. CynthiaSloan9.com. And as I move forward through this sacred time with you, if you want to call in, please de- do so. The number is 888-627-6008. Again, 888-627-6008. I also want to share with you that I will be doing a series of workshops, speaking engagements, et cetera. You can find all of that information on my website coming up. Um, And I am so deeply honored and grateful to be, to exist, because if you look at my life, there's no reason I should be other than my calling. So did I know it was my calling? By the way, was I born with a calling? Was I born with the knowing of this is what I want to do in my life? And then I started to try and connect with spirit? Absolutely not. No. I was born in a very um, dysfunctional, abusive household. And I was going down for the count. And I carried this innocence, though. Please, if you're listening, don't let your inner child go. Don't let your inner child disappear. Go online. Laugh. Whatever you have to do, laugh with her. Because the innocence that I had as a child, somehow I maintained it all the way through everything. And I still have her. I still have that. And I really, truly believed at times that my inner child was uh, no longer available. And my gosh, to live without the ability to laugh at yourself, I am my own best entertainment. I laugh with myself and with others, um, even clients quite often. And so I say to you, if you're struggling, and if you're not, I celebrate you. And if you are, I celebrate you. I celebrate you because why I'm standing here as living proof to you and for you that you're going to make it. And that you matter enough to make it. I did not have one human being growing up, not one, present, meaning human in body, to say, You matter, you're going to make it. No, it was quite the opposite. It was absolutely the opposite. I had everything from a knife at my throat and telling me that I would have my throat slashed, that was my father, to um, being told that my just my presence in my family was ruining the family. So I'm not saying that as... um, a poor me, maybe the, a poor me show will come later, <laughs> what I am saying. And, and you know, to my inner child, yes, those times were shocking and um, terrifying, terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Um, I shook and shook and shook as a child, and then I would feel the presence of spirit come in and say, no one. It doesn't matter what they're holding, what they said to you will harm you. And I would lean into that, but sometimes as a child, that wasn't enough. Um, But as I moved forward in my soul evolution, I started listening more to a loving voice than the voice in my head that carried all the messages of everyone else's life. And so I say to you, if the voices in your head, you really want to check in and go, are those my messages? Are those my, is that my voice? Is the message I'm telling myself even about my life? Because if you are struggling and you keep trying and nothing's working, there may be a chance a possibility, that you're carrying an old script that doesn't align with who you are. And the beauty of knowing that is that every thought you have that makes you feel bad, makes you feel small, makes you feel disconnected, that is an opportunity to stop that thought and replace it with a new thought, a different thought. You are so much more powerful than you give yourself credit for. I don't care if you've had an entire life, I did, where all the humanity around you was constantly proving to you, even maybe your attempts at things, that those experiences were proving to you that you are not worthy or that um, you are not powerful, that you don't have control over anything. When you stop believing that and you start replacing a negative dialogue with a loving one towards the little girl you are, the little boy you were, you will start to see things change, not only within you, but in your life that you didn't think was possible. And I say this to you from a place of knowing because I have lived it. From a place of knowing because I've lived it. In my adult life, I have faced things that were my greatest fears, abject terror. They were my greatest fears. And in my adult life, there I was staring at those fears and thinking, uh, I'm not going to make it. And not only did I make it, but I'm thriving and I'm doing so because I've realigned with love and all the things I feared, I have done, continue to do, and find incredible empowerment in them. Is it fun? Not always. But is it worth it? You're worth it. You are worth it to look at your fears and choose a different text, a different dialogue, and then to face your fears, and to go ahead and do whatever it is that you are fearing or told that you can't do. For instance, this one time it was life changing. Um, I was looking for a job, and I was guided through my intuition, and we all have intuition, and if we can get out of our heads and into our gut, that gut feeling, when you think to yourself, well, I knew that, or I should have done that, or I was going to stop into that store. I knew it. That's intuition, folks. You have it. I have it. We all have it. And so, please, I ask you to not put me in a different bracket. I am you, and you are me. And if I intuition and I can follow it. So can you in your own life and in your own way. So I was driving and my intuition told me to stop at a bookstore. It happened to be a metaphysical bookstore. And I did. And I was looking for a job and I walked in and the owner was on the phone. It was a small little bookstore. God, I love that bookstore. It's no longer there. And um, I'm so grateful to it, though. And I walked in, and the owner was on the phone, and she told the person to hold, and she looked at me, and she said, can I help you? And I said, I'm looking for a job. And before I could even finish the word, I think I might have mentioned this in in the first show, but for those who didn't tune into that one, I'm resharing it. And that is that I didn't even finish the word job. She said, stand there, you're hired. And I was like, wow. Um, she handed me the key. She said, I'll see you tomorrow. And so I started working at that bookstore, and I experienced so many experiences that were really, un. how would I put it? You cannot define through the human language or the human experience other than guess what, folks, I was having it, what I experienced. And as an example to you, the the books in that store, extraordinary store, again, it's not there anymore, but um, the bookcases went from the floor all the way almost up to the ceiling. And she had every subject matter you could think of, from healing to crystals to metaphysics to everything. And so I was the only employee, and I worked there quite often by myself. And um, I would leave the store at night, and you would re-alphabetize all the books, and I would, you know, put them in their correct place and space because you wanted to open the store the next morning with everything as it should be. You didn't really have time in the morning to um, do that. And so I would come in in the morning. Now, mind you, I left the store at night with everything and every subject matter and book in its place. And the next morning, I would come in, coffee in hand. I would light the incense and turn on the beautiful um, music. And then I would walk through the store and all of the books, like all the healing books on that bookshelf had been moved to all the crystal books and all the crystal books had been moved to the healing area. They had, so who's they? I started noticing right away, and again, I could already see holographic form. I could already see guides. I could already um, hear guides, etc. And so I started hearing this little giggling going on, and they would run around the, again, if I didn't live it, I wouldn't. I would say, wow, that's a really cool story. I wish that happened to me. But I did live it. And so these beings, these extraordinary, so life-filled, love-filled, giggling beings lived in the store. And would they mess with me? Oh, my gosh. They would mess with me, but I would laugh. I would be sitting on a stool behind the cash register and the cash register <laughs> drawer would open and hit my belly and it would be like somebody put a blower underneath the cash register and the money would just be flying all over the place. And I would be like, what's happening? And I would hear all this giggling. So at times it was really funny. And at times I would find myself saying, yeah, nobody would believe this. Um, But here it is happening, and it's real. And then I would say, are you guys going to clean this up for me? And then I would hear the giggling. Um, And so I say to you that don't overlook the experiences that cause you to question not your if you're right or wrong, but allow you and give you the opp- allow yourself and give yourself the opportunity. It doesn't matter if somebody else believes it. Take from that experience. You're on a hike and a bird circles you and lands in front of you. You feel something in your gut. Allow yourself to feel it. Allow yourself to stand there and receive it. We have been taught most for most. Of our humanity to give, 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 give. And there is fulfillment in that. Absolutely. But we are very uncomfortable with receiving. And so I say to you, if you start allowing yourself to receive, if a sacred bird has landed in front of you, and I think everything's sacred, so usually the word sacred will come first, but if a bird has landed in front of you and you're on a hike, I invite you if it's staring at you from side to side to allow yourself to say out loud or to yourself I'm open to receiving your soul medicine I'm open to receiving your love, I receive your messages etc. So allow yourself to receive from that which is seen and unseen if you're standing at the ocean allow yourself to receive not only that you are witnessing an extraordinary consciousness of being, yes, I am talking about the ocean, but that that vastness and that power that continues over and over and over lives within you. Think about it for a second. Could you be as powerful as the ocean? And would you know that you are as powerful as the ocean only if all human beings were to look at you that way and validate you? No, no, because they can give that to you. And if you are relying on that, they can take it away. You must embody it as your truth. You must allow yourself to stand in front of the ocean as an example, only if it resonates and allow yourself to experience the, this vastness, this bigness that somehow has the knowing of what it is doing, its purpose and reason and its strength and its power that it moves through me. And I allow it to be, I allow it to be, if you're in awe of anything, I don't care if it's the ocean a tree, a wild animal, or a ice cream cone. If you're in awe of something, it's because you are being asked to receive that energy of bigness, that energy of awe and inspiration to receive it. So I invite you to absolutely begin looking at the world differently. Looking at the world as it looks at you this way. And what I mean by that is, there is an unspoken voice that can be heard in the silence of standing in the snow, of standing in your own silence, of meditating or standing in... Near a stream, or within a mountain of grass, or even dirt, for that matter, and being quiet. I don't mean stop talking. I mean be in stillness in a way that, let's say, you 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 doubt it. Let's say you're you doubt that you're even being heard, that there's anybody around, that you believe that space between you, your car, and that mountain is real. That's another show. There is no space. Everything is occupied with reason and purpose, and I mean occupied by energy and source and vibration. But stand there for a moment, even if you don't believe it, and close your eyes and move out of your head and into your heart and into your Soul, your gut, your solar plexus and allow yourself to say out loud or quietly to yourself whatever is comfortable for you I want to feel myself in this space I want to feel this space I allow myself to receive this space seeing me I, will, I allow myself the opportunity for this space to let me know how it feels to be in it, meaning that prior to you getting out of your car and standing, let's say in snow, and in that snow that falls and it's just stillness and quietness, before you got out of your car and stepped into it, it was having a very different experience. And now you have entered that beautiful scene and you are part of that beauty. So I invite you. I invite you to do this because I've done it. And I do it over and over, and it is a game changer. You don't have to travel to the snow. You can just step outside and stare at the grass, a leaf, a tree, a bird, the sky, and know that your presence matters. I don't care if it doesn't matter to any other human being in the world, and I have felt that. Believe me. But when you start recognizing that you matter to even the space that you're in, and that it matters to you, that the space itself has changed because you've entered it, you start experiencing your worth. You start experiencing that you are not only part of the landscape, but you are part of the space itself, and you matter just that much. That your presence here on earth I don't care if not one human being acknowledges you or sees you. Again, that has happened in my life. But I also became aware that my presence here on earth was not just to be abused. And some people feel that way. And I did for a long time. And then again in my adult life. And so what I'm saying to you is return to yourself and know that the fact that you wake up in the morning and you go to sleep at night and you are present on this earth makes a difference to the earth itself. Your energy, your presence makes a difference to the room, to the home, and to the consciousness that you are a part of. It makes a difference when you leave the house. And where you're going in traffic, you don't even know. There's so much that we don't know, but that we are so much a part of. Meaning, you don't even know that you're getting in the car and driving to work that day. you being at that corner when you were saved the life of a car full of kids and a family. You don't even know that your presence on earth And you showing up to answer a call, save the life of somebody else that you don't even know somewhere else. That your mundane, quote-unquote, job that you don't like, but that you just made something and put it in a box, and you feel so insignificant, save the life of another being. That matters. You matter. You matter to the universe so intricately that your presence here is not a mistake. I'm sure for many hearing this, they might think to themselves, why I was always told I was a mistake, or humanity hasn't yet afforded me the knowledge that I'm not a mistake. Please, 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 please know yourself beyond the negativity that you have dealt with and know that you matter and there's a reason that you are here. You are powerful beyond measure and you will only know that by beginning to love yourself and understand that your presence here is because you are already worthy of being here. Don't wait. To be told that or to be loved enough to start feeling it. Understand that your presence here on this earth, in a family, out of a family, in a divorce, out of a divorce, having friends, not having friends, being, being so happy to find your tribe and then them all throwing you away. And not only throwing you away, but added to that, giving rumors that you're not well, that you're mentally ill, etc., whatever your hardest moment is in your life, even if you thought you've been through the hardest, and another one comes around, I remind you, because I have to remind myself, and spirit picked me up, that I was not living my life. Whose life are you living? And also, that Your presence here is affecting, let's take for instance, a wave. One drop of water knows itself and then it becomes part of the mass consciousness, but it doesn't lose its knowing that it is and was a drop of water that is adding to an even bigger body of water. I say to you, it is the same in your consciousness. You are so infinitely and unendingly loved, provided for. And your presence here is enough to know you were loved and are loved and you matter and you are changing the landscape and the consciousness. Don't look to the consciousness to see how you changed it. Go within Do you feel worthy and do you feel a sense of peace or joy or are you laughing? And if for no reason, all of the above, even better because then you are connected to a higher consciousness, your own, and you are receiving that laughter and joy for you just being, for you just being. There's no mistake that you're here. And everything you're going through is being seen and experienced by your inner child, but your guides and spirit guides as well. And they are here for you. Call upon them. Sometimes in life, we experience feeling very alone. Well, no, actually, often. It's not just sometimes. And I'll say to you this about that. When you look to only what you can touch, feel, and see in the physical dimension to prove to you that you are not alone, you will feel more alone. Close your eyes and go within. Become part of a mountain, a tree, a blade of grass. Become part of a network of light that does not need humanity's permission to be. It simply is, and it knows that it's connected. If a tree in Washington State is affected, a tree on the other side of the world knows it and hears the communication throughout all. That is why I'm telling you to go within. Go within and just breathe. Go within and say to yourself, oh my gosh, wait, I'm part of... I'm I'm part of so much and it's so big and I was thought that only the smallness of people could make me feel good or that I belonged and I'm so much bigger than that. And so I invite you to have that experience and I invite you to tune in on March 1st when I share with you the information of the electromagnetic fields of communication and the mass consciousness communication of all matter, how it works, how it's sustained, why it's there, etc., and how I came to know it. Um, that is a very fascinating and in-depth detail conversation to have with you. I thank you so much for joining me tonight. Again, my website is cynthiasloannumber 9com I bless you and I send you so much light. I say to you that you are whole and complete and for you to go within is to not go without. And that if others love you, great. But if you love yourself and you know that you are here as a part of something instead of separate from it, that ability to love yourself will be achieved um, much quicker. So I thank you very much, and I so enjoyed myself and tuning into all of your vibrational frequencies and your consciousness, your beautiful souls who deserve to be happy, fulfilled, and most importantly, to know that the family you so desire, if that's where you're at, is the family of everything that is seen and unseen. Many, many blessings, and bye for just now.